Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. Welcome back. Ah, what a week. March. And you know, here in Utah yesterday and today have been so beautiful. It has been really it's nice. Like, it's that little tease of spring is around the corner, but we live in Utah. And we know better. Snow is expected on Sunday. Yeah. It'll, it's still going to be winter, but every once in a while we get these beautiful days. It's been so beautiful. And I'm loving every minute. Almost to the point where I want to wear flip flops. Ah. Uh, oh, my little one has brought her, got her Crocs out. She's, she's, she's ready. ready to go. Yeah. I hate being cold, but I also hate wearing socks. I am so uh, ready for shoes, I but I, you. for sandals, but I don't want to be cold. And so it's like, do I? Ah, it might be warm in the morning and snow in the afternoon this time of year here. So not yet. I can't be fooled yet. Right. But, yeah. I know. But it, it's around the corner. And I felt like February was the longest month of my life. I don't know what it was yeah. this February. It, it is the shortest not, month, but yeah. it, it just felt so well, long. January hit with crappy COVID stuff. Oh, yeah. It hit us hard. It was rough. It was rough at school. It was rough socially, emotionally again. And coming out of that, mm. things are starting to look know. better. February was brutal right? for me. But yeah. yes. So now I'm feeling fresh and new. Yes. It's March. Woohoo. It's spring, practically. Practically. We're practically there. I'm so excited. Today, it's a what's on your shelf, but... Yes, before that, fun fact. So I've been looking over some different interviews with our new author, Charmaine Wilkerson. Okay. And like I said last week, this is her first novel. She's written short stories. She's been published in magazines, but her first novel. And so um, on a an interview with NPR on NPR.org, um, she is asked, what is black cake? Let's just get this out of the way. First what off, is it? what is black cake? So black cake is a traditional Caribbean fruit cake. Okay. And it's essentially an evolved version of the good old fashioned English plum pudding. What is English plum pudding? Uh, that I don't know either. Um, she says, so it's different. It has fruit that's been soaked in rum, which I'm, I know the term fruit cake. And I have a, I know what it looks like, but I don't know that I've actually ever taken a bite of fruit cake. I've never had fruit cake. It does nor not could look I appetizing. Even I mean, I I imagine, but I don't know if what I imagine is it's accurate. actually what it tastes like. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, even what it looks like, I don't even know. Yeah, so I I think it's the fruit is soaked in rum and fruit cake as well. But it anyway. But in this, it's fruit that's been soaked in rum. Dark brown cane sugar is used. So it speaks to the agriculture and tradition of the Caribbean island while it's really been, you know, taken from the English tradition. And that's part of the untold story of the black cake in the novel. Okay. Black cake. Ooh. Very cool. So, yeah. Something new. I kind of want like a recipe. Maybe it's ah, in the book. Maybe. But then do I dare try it if I go through all the work of baking it? It does sound like... um an intense yeah. type of baking experience. Yeah. And what if it's gross? And then if it's gross, then I'm going to be like, I put all my time and energy into this. And now I want a dessert. I want someone else yes. to make it so that I can try it. Try a bite. Yeah. Get, I want a slice. Like, can I go somewhere and buy it? Like, let's go have. I would purchase it. Uh, What is it? A field trip. Let's yes. have a podcast field trip and have some black cake. I would 
do that. Actually. Listeners in Utah, if you know of any place that serves black cake, we're interested. Please let me know. Yeah. Okay. So it's time. Yeah. What's on your shelf this week, Sarah? Oh, okay. What have I've you been got reading? Some good things I think this week. Good. Different. Like they're all very different. Yeah. The first one I'm going to talk about is the richest man in Babylon. Have you read this? No, I've never even heard of it. It has been around for a long time. Really? It was written in 2008. Okay. It's been rated over 148,000 times. Holy moly. It's short. It was like four hours. Who's it written by? George S. Clayson. Or Clayson. I'm sure Clayson. Okay. Nope. I don't Um, know of this book. I actually like think I that this, like, I'm on Goodreads looking at this. Yeah. I think that the 2008 is a reprint. Is a reprint. Okay. Because I'm like, no, it's older than that. Huh. Okay. Um, it was just I, re-released. Yeah, I, I think that's like a new release on that. But I'm not 100% sure. Okay. I'd have to look it up. Well, it says here there's been 483 editions. Okay, there you go. So it this is, had to have this reminds like this has the feel of the alchemist. Okay, but I did not like the alchemist. But I'm I know. the only one in the world. Well, I did I like the like. alchemist, but I will say this: it's not like finding meaning. It teaches you through stories. Okay, how to manage your money, how to be wise. In with money. Interesting. So it's not like sitting in a finance class and talking dollars and cents and interest and blah, 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 that I would never understand. Or or maybe I could understand if I cared enough to. But my interest level is not there. Okay. This tells the story of the richest man in Babylon who happens to just be like a musician. He is not like what you would expect to be the richest a rich man, man but yeah. he is, is happy. a humble merchant type yes and he is well respected by all the men in babylon and so someone another man is just getting started and he's like how did you get rich and so he goes to him and he's like tell me how and then begins a number of different stories of um and advice and like ways to be rich. Okay. So as I'm looking over all these editions. Yes. There are so many different editions. You can't but even I find the I saw one even back to like 1926. Whoa. So I almost feel like where this is story, like these have been told down through generations and yes. then rewritten. The stories have been rewritten and published. Very possibly. possible. Very possible. So okay. this, it was, I, at first I was kind of like, this is different. Like, are we going to sit in Babylon or is this just like how he's introducing these money facts? Yeah. Right. No, you sit in Babylon. Wow. It is interesting, but it is really like logical. It's very logical. It's very easy to understand. And they're practical ways to even now, like, look how old you're saying this is. applicable today. I sat there and, and there was a part in the book that I even kept the time. I wrote the time down and I was like, I need to go back and like write these things down where they give like six or seven points on things to remember, like ask yourself when you're making decisions with your money. Yeah. And they're so 
They're still applicable. Still, still totally almost a hundred years later. Seriously, because lo- I'm looking now on Wikipedia, and it did. It was first released in 1926. Okay, by George S. Clayson. Clayson. Yes, yeah. I think Clayson could be. But Clayson. Th- it's a collection of financial advice through a collection. I mean, financial advice through a collection of parables set four thousand yes. years ago in ancient Babylon. Yes, exactly. What a perfect way uh, to describe it. What. It was awesome. That's amazing, kind of, that it's... You know, I, I didn't the find test myself of time. bored. It, like, one example would be, you know, a father gives his, his son some money, and he's like, I want to know that I can trust you in, and bring you back into our business dealings and as a family, right? Yeah. But I need to know that you understand how to use money. And so he gives him his inheritance. He's like, you go prove yourself, and then once... When you've made your money, you know, when you've, when you've figured out how to have this money earn you money, if that makes sense, come back right. to me. How to make your money work for you. Yes. Yeah. Come back to me. Well, he makes lots of mistakes along the way. He's totally scammed. He yeah. loses the money eventually, like quickly, actually. And then he's devastated and he can't face his father. Because he's lost this money. He's, yeah, so he's determined, he's I shame. will not go back until I can repay my father. Yeah. So he just goes to work and he's working hard and whatever. And he then has other experiences that allow him to learn how to use money properly mm-hmm. and in a way that will benefit him. And then he's able to go back to his father and tell his father. So now that I'm obviously condensing that and there's right. many stories similar in different ways, but they're telling you. In these examples, like, this is how he was scammed. These, This is why that was a bad decision. Or if it were me, like, now another guy goes and talks to a money lender. Well, I'm not going to, you know, I've been given an opportunity to lend my money. Should I do it? And he's like, well, are you asking yourself this, 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 and this, and this? Normal things. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my gosh, this didn't is think of that. so simple and basic. Yeah. Why am I not asking myself these things? Why am I not looking for that venture? I am. That would be right for me. So wanting to read this and share it with my kids yes yes because i think those are such important lessons to know money can be such a stressful thing in our lives absolutely but if we make our money work for us and we're making some what seems like a simple decision but if we're not thinking about it we're just watching money fly out the door yeah and some simple things and saving and investing and i need to be better at it totally so it was good. Wow, how many stars? I gave it four stars. I really liked it. There was nice. just like, you know, a couple of things where I was like, because it's old. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it was great. Like, I definitely recommend it. Like, you should read it, especially if it's like, I don't know. I think we all could learn something about money. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. It's worth a four-hour read. It's something that we all have in common. Yeah. Money is necessary. Mm-hmm. We need it. We need to make the most out of it. And the other, like, one of the other messages it sends is that we want, we should be wanting everyone to be rich. Right. It actually it betters benefits our community. us if everyone is rich. We should want everyone to be rich. So we should be teaching these lessons yeah. to anyone who's willing to listen. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we should want everyone to be rich. Anyway, it was. it's not like, <gasps> oh, don't share the secret. Yeah. The, just the few of us will get rich. Mm-mm. No, everyone. Yeah, it was good. Cool. Yeah. Okay. On to my first book. I read The Five Wounds by Kirsten Valdez Quaid. This 
was a hard. I, not every book has to be rainbows and butterflies and happy go lucky. Right. I, I actually read a lot of not of those. Ah. This was rough at decision after decision being made that were bad decisions. Bad and not being able to pull yourself out of a bad place. Oh. And then the trickle effect of that. So let's go back. New Mexico. This is, it starts out, it's Holy Week, and Amadeo is a father, he's a young father, um, never married the mother of his daughter, they got pregnant when they were teenagers, very young, but never got married, he hasn't even really been very involved in his daughter's life, and he's dealt with addiction. He's living with his mom. He doesn't have a job. He's trying to get back on his feet. And he's been given this opportunity to play the part of Jesus in this Holy Week Good Friday festival, where they actually nail you to the cross. What? Like this is the ultimate way to show your love and gratitude to Jesus to experience, to be willing to experience the pain what of being nailed to the cross? No, right. That's a real thing. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I did not know. I've never heard of that. Oh. So, turns out, like his mom and his uncle have been like, "Please give him the opportunity to do this. He needs to come. He needs to have something to work towards and something to help him get on his feet." Well, in the middle, and he's like really wanting to prove to everyone that he's worthy and that he has value and can provide this and get his. He wants to prove to everyone he can get his life back on his track, back on track. Well, his daughter shows up that in the middle of all this, um, she's 16, I believe, 16 year old daughter shows up pregnant on his doorstep and she's left mom. Mom's made her upset. Some choices mom has made have left her upset and she's come to live with her grandma more so to live with her grandma, but dad lives there. Ah. But she, he hasn't even really seen her in the last year. He, she lives 30 minutes away with mom. Anyway, that's the premise. So grandma's living there. Grandma's dealing with some pretty heavy uh, realities that she's just um, like a diagnosis. She's just been given and trying to have this son who cannot live on his own. She's taking care of, but she also knows what he's been through. Dad, you know, she left dad when he, this son was really young and the sister. So this is just lots of family yeah. trauma, generational trauma. After dad left, he was in a car accident. So they've just had some some trauma that hasn't been taken care of. And the way that shows up in the rest of your life shows up in pretty icky ways. Yeah. And so you're watching all of these choices and finding out what's led them to this point in life. Why they behave this way. What happened to you? Right. And even though you know this is what happened and this is what's led to it, they're still making really ugly decisions over and over and over again. And this sweet daughter is trying to not repeat right. this cycle. And here she is. She's ended up pregnant. She's in this um, second steps or first steps program that's supposed to help you get on your feet as a teen mother and teach you about how to take care of your child and, Oh, I mean, there's good That's things and good people that come in, but there's just a lot. Just a lot it's of a lot of sadness. I gave it four stars. I really teetered on three stars because it was just 
So sad. So sad, but it is very well written. Um, Actually, no, I gave it four stars. I teetered on three stars. I gave it four stars. Did I say that? You said that. Okay. Um, It's, yeah, I think it's, it's good for us to read. And again, look into what other people's life experiences are and maybe not judge them not so harshly. So How can we help these people? That's always what I come back to with this book. Yeah. How could I be a helper in these situations when I come across people like this? Right. How could I help? And I think I could help by not judging, by just loving. If we just loved and showed love and gave examples of love, then maybe that's the best help we could give one another. Absolutely. Anyway, four stars. Cool. Um, the Five Wounds by Kirsten Valdez Quaid. All right. That's a good one. Give it a try. All right. The next one I'm going to talk about is The Island of Sea Women by <gasps> Lisa love, C. I love this book. It's so, been quite a while, though, since I've read it, but um, I do love her as an well, author. Well, this one's been on my list for a really long yeah. time. I've read a number of other ones of by her and I've liked them. Yeah. Always. Like I, yeah. you know, they, I think the only reason I didn't like jump on this one is because sometimes you just need a little break. Yes. Because they're her heavy. Books. She yeah, has they some are heavy topics. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I did get this one finally um, on hold, but it was a huge long wait too. Like there's always like quite a decent wait yes. for her book. So yes. I finally got it available and was able to read it. So I think you maybe I don't know if you talked about it on our Podcast. I don't know. I think I probably read it before we started. I don't know if I did either. It seems okay. like I read it. I mean, I'm we've been at this for two years ago. Almost, yeah. You read it, it says. Okay. So maybe, I don't think so. Yeah. It would have been before I we started have. recording. Yep. So, um, a little bit of background. This is about an island in Korea. During World War II, well, and the Korean War, mm-hmm. when um, Korea was really number one, like uh, kept being occupied by different countries. Yes. And then when they finally got rid of them, the U.S. came in and there was like the Korean War. And anyway, there was just lots of lots of war during this right. time. So it's back in like um, the 1930s, the 1940s. And at the bottom of Korea, there's this little island. I had to look it up. I'm like, is this for yeah, real? Right. And it is. Yeah. And there's this little island down there, J J two or it's Teju. I try. She says it different than it's spelled, but it's a different. I'm totally butchering it. I'm sure, but it was cool. Anyway, they there are these these women, and they are the workers on their island. The men are not the workers. The women are. Yeah. And the men take care of the children. Yep. And the women go out into the ocean and they dive and they gather. All the urchins that they eat and provide for their families. Yes. So They provide the food and then they sell what they They don't eat and they provide money. Mm -hmm. They do it all. They give their husbands allowances. Uh Uh-huh. This is like a total matriarchal island. Except. Except, Yes. It's so interesting. Sorry. This was fascinating to me that even though they did all those things, the men still were in charge. Yes. What? I mean- Technically a matriarchal, but they still succumb to the will of the father of the fathers. But then also the fathers ended up because they didn't feel important. They were enough, like alcoholics. They were alcoholics. A lot of them. A lot of them 
did not. They like, have no purpose. Exactly. It's it's so interesting. It is super interesting. Anyway, and it was there was a lot going on, mm-hmm. right? And there's yes. you know a little bit of a little bit. I wouldn't say it's a whole lot, but you kind of jump from current time, yes, back to the past. It's mostly the past, yeah, with a little bit of current. Um, and it's a really sad story of two friends that are mm-hmm. sea women, yeah. And it really was super sad. Like even till the very end, you just kind of always felt sad. I will say, like, I felt like there's one. It's you're getting it from the side of one of the friends. Mm-hmm. And you don't really see the other side of the other friend until the very, very end. And I really took the side of the narrator like the yeah. whole time and was like, even at the end when you start to understand a little bit more, you're, you know, the curtain is drawn back for you. Right. Um, It was interesting for me to have to like still like under, you know, have understanding. And try to ha- give her the benefit of the. Yeah, yeah. it was hard yeah. for me. I still felt like still. Still. But. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, super interesting yeah. and very sad, but it was definitely worth it. I mean, always a good read. Yeah. To She's such Lisa a fantastic yes. author, so, a fantastic writer. I thought it was stars. interesting, too, when they talk about the tradition of these women diving, um, the songs they sing, the prayer yes. they sing, the whole tradition of their work right. is taught through you take your young daughters on the boat with you so that they can see what's happening. They see how you do it. And they're learning by watching and mm-hmm. that's their future. Apprenticing like, yes. that this is what you'll then do and you'll follow these long traditions. And they're skin diving. Like this oh. is not diving with Oxygen. No, and they this talk is back about in the 1930s. how they breathe. They have to, to dive yeah, deep. Exactly. Um, and the risk of going deeper is where you get the things that are worth more money, mm-hmm. but it's riskier to go that deep. So, it, you know, they did. They yeah. lost people. And then as they get older and science becomes, and there's more people on the island and science kind of comes, mm-hmm. they do research on them. Anyway, it's fascinating. Yeah, it's really, it's very, very really interesting. interesting. So I gave it four stars. It's the Island of Sea Women by Lisa C. And definitely worth a read. Yeah. Good historical fiction. Beautiful. About yeah. an area that you probably don't read a lot about. Right. Yeah. It's really cool. Hey, thank you. I'm glad that we talk about we it. get to talk about it here and that you read it. Yeah. Yay. Okay. So my next book, I only have two books for you this week. Okay. I have had like, it's been crazy. And... I've just had a down week. So at first I was like, oh, I've got to hurry and get some books in to talk about for this. But I want to be real. Yeah. This is my real life right now. It happens sometimes. Sometimes you don't get what you normally do, right? Like there's just off times. It's just been, it's report cards and parent-teacher conferences. And, you know, I do a lot of things with a book in my ear. But those things I couldn't do with a book in my ear. And, um, And I started a book and got a couple hours into it and was like, uh, uh. It took me uh. three days to only get a couple hours in. That tells me, no, I'm not oh, really interested in this book. So I feel like I lost some days to that. So guess what? Not the end of the world. Two books this week. I got two books. That's in. awesome, Jamie. So thank you. Um, this this next one was a, a short listen. I listened to it. It's just over two hours. But I love Jacqueline Woodson. I don't Jacqueline know if you've Woodson. read any of her books. I don't know if I have. Um, she wrote... Red at the Bone, um, Brown Girl Dreaming. Uh, She's read a wrote a picture book, The Other Side. Uh, Anyway, and Locomotion. I've read a couple of these in here. 
Oh, I recognize she, these covers. And you would but recognize I had them. Yes, never read them. So she's written a little bit of everything. She is a black author, and she writes about black experience. So children's book, juvenile fiction, um, fiction. Anyway, she's written in everything so that there's a reader that can read something about the they can relate to so that black readers can read something they relate to. Yeah. I really like her. She's I I've enjoyed everything I've read by her. And this one did not disappoint either. Um, it's called before the ever after. Okay. Um, two hours and 20 minutes. It came out in 2020. So just re- in September of 2020. So it's not too old. Um, and it's, it's a short, a short read, but it's about a boy. It's from the perspective of the boy and he's early teens or teenager. And, um, it takes place in early 2000s, late 1990s. His dad is a professional football player. His dad loved football, loved the history of football. All he ever wanted to do was play football. Dad came from, um, very humble means and was successful with playing football. And so he's able to provide more for his son. So he lives with his mom and his dad. And this son just really loves watching his dad play football, playing football with his dad in the yard, talking about football. And his dad's telling him the history of football that they call it the pigskin because when they first started playing football, they actually used the bladder of a pig. Oh and he just can't even imagine this. The you, Who would ever look at the pig's bladder and be like, this is a toy? <laughs> well, if you read Little House on the Prairie, they use <laughs> every part of the pig and the pig bladder, they blow it up and tie it off and it becomes like a balloon, like a ball for the kids who have never oh, had a ball. Imagine. That is so gross. Anyway, so... <laughs> Dad is playing football and it's just this great, things are great for this family. Dad's been able to get a house for mom who didn't have, uh, you know, just sweet, just sweet. We're finally on top and dad starts having headaches Oh no! and he starts forgetting things and he starts not being what dad usually is the fun dad. He, there's some outbursts and some, you know, and he's got such bad headaches, he can't play, he can't go to the game. So he's sitting out. And he's had concussion after concussion after concussion. And this is before they had related multiple concussions to a form of dementia and brain damage. So in boxers, it was, this was common to have this from the sport, this type of thing, but it had not been related to football players. And in the early 2000s, there was a doctor who made this link and started showing the trauma that multiple concussions cause and that this is common in athletes. And so this is a short story about this little boy and a lot of families at this time trying to figure out that what was happening to the people they loved. It just Aww. seems very sudden. And when they're at the prime of their lives and they're seeing this change. And so it, it just gives you a glimpse into the process of that and um, what the family goes through and how they find support and how they find out what's going on. And it's, it's really sweet. I gave it three stars. I gave it three stars because I think it's not necessarily applicable to everyone. I think it's a pretty, a pretty small niche. Narrow. Yeah. And, but 
but still, but a well lot done. of our athletes are black athletes, and this is what they're experiencing, and they didn't have answers for a really long time of what was happening. Yeah, it's really so, sad. Anyway, very, very interesting, very well written, great, quick, short story. Awesome. Um, I really enjoyed it. So another fantastic one by Jacqueline Woodson. Cool. I'll have to read some of hers. All right. I do have one more. Okay, good. I am going to talk about God Bless This Mess, Learning to Live and Love Through Life's Best and Worst Moments. Okay, I have not. By Hannah Brown. Now, Jamie doesn't know who that is. <laughs> no, you showed me this cover before and I looked at it and I have no recollection. So tell me. Oh, but isn't she cute? She's so cute. She's adorable. <laughs> Absolutely adorable. <laughs> okay, I would love her for pink, those who don't fluffy know, skirt. I know. She's super cute. Yeah. She was like Miss Alabama. Okay. Let me tell you all the things she's tell done. Tell me about her. I won't tell you all the things. But her name's Hannah. Hannah Brown. Hannah Brown. Okay. Was um a contestant on The Bachelor. She did not get chosen and was then the Bachelorette. Okay. And had a wild ride. If you are a Bachelor fan, I, I just need to say that. Like some people are Bachelor fans. Mm-hmm. Some people are not. So you're either a Sarah. Yes. Or a Jamie. I am 100% a Bachelor fan. And I have never watched it. I mean, I've seen little okay. clips here and there, but I've never gotten involved. I've never watched a full season I, or a full episode. I am. I love it. So, I love the spoilers. Yeah. I'm like, I read the spoilers. I do all the all things. So when I saw she wrote a book, I was like, yes, count me in. Because um, you know all the backstory. I do know the backstory. So... Hannah has had quite a thing. Like like I said, she was on The Bachelor. She was The Bachelorette. She was on Dancing with the Stars and won. Whoa. She, if you know all of her story, is kind of, was very much like the feminist of Bachelorettes. Mm-hmm. And unintentionally, it's just kind of the way that it worked with her, the way that the experiences she had with her contestants, etc. And um, just... Not something that she planned on or asked for or anything. And mm-hmm. it kind of defined a lot about her. And and then afterwards, just everything that happened. And it was a whirlwind for a very short amount of time, right? Just went boom, 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 all through the things. Yeah. And when it was all said and done, she kind of found herself quite lonely and not herself, mm-hmm. right? She had been pulled interest and and turning to alcohol. And so she talks a lot, like... So if you like The Bachelor and you've seen her season, um, you would love this. Like she okay. talks about all the things that have that number one got her to The Bachelor. She was in like like I said, she was in multiple pageants. Um, she won a pageant. She's went on to do like Miss America, all the things, and was very successful in that world. Okay. Um, and then she had you get to, so you hear about that and just like her life growing up, but then you hear about. All the stories, the behind the scenes things. And there and there's some things that she dishes on that you don't know happened or I didn't know and I yeah. follow along pretty closely. Um and that you was get fun. Those spoilers. Yeah, You're you kind of get to hear things, the, the dirty details. More. Oh yeah, these are dirty details. Okay. And it was super interesting to hear that side of things. And she owns a lot of mistakes. Like she didn't do it perfectly. 
Okay. She, like she says, she's a mess. Um, and she, what, where she's gotten to now is this idea that, you know what, she is kind of, you know, like she isn't perfect. Uh huh. She does make mistakes and just learning, she's learning to, to make her way through that and accept those mistakes and, um, try to be better. Anyway, it was really fun to listen to. It was, she obviously is the, she reads her, uh, her audiobook. I do love that. I do too. And so you're hearing her tell you these stories. You feel like you're listening to your friend down south with her beautiful accent. It's so mm-hmm. fun. And I loved it. I gave it four stars. If you're a Bachelor fan, it's definitely worth it. If you're not, you may not care. And All that's right. okay too. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'll ever read it. But I'm glad okay. you did and brought it to the podcast for Those the Bachelor fans out there. Fans. Absolutely. It was fun. I think I'm in a small. I actually want someone to read it so that we can talk about it. Yeah. It's like, that's how I, this is one of those kinds I'm of sorry, things, I'm sorry, I won't ever be able to it's talk okay. to you about this. Someone will. But I'm excited for you. I love it. And listeners, someone send Sarah some messages. Please, can we talk about it? She wants to talk. What did you not know that I, or yeah. what did you know that I didn't know? Or what was new to you and all that stuff? I want to hear yeah. about it. Yeah. Anyway, God Bless This Mess by Hello. Hannah Brown. And she's from Alabama? She's from Alabama. It's the South. Mm-hmm. Literally, God bless this mess. I know. It's awesome. awesome. Cool. I just have a quick question for you. Yes. The audio book for The Richest Man in Babylon. Yes. Um, I see two different versions. Which one did you read? Oh, didn't you know? Because our Which listeners might want to know. Because one says it's four hours and one says it's five hours. But so they both are I by... read the four-hour version, the one with the green writing. The green writing. Okay. So, yeah. The one with the green writing. It's just like, it just it says, like a dollar... the richest man in Babylon, really big. Yeah. In green. Not the one with stacks of money. No. The one with the green title, really big on That's it. That's the one I read. Okay. And I liked it. I just wonder what the difference is. I'm sure different narrators. Probably. Um, But... I liked that a, narrator, although I didn't listen. Like, I don't know what the other... Yeah. I don't have anything to compare yeah, it to. Right, but you like that one. Yeah. Okay. I'm, and it was shorter, which I'm I was... I'm borrowing that one, because I'm, I'm interested. I'm glad. So, I'm so glad. for sure. I can't wait to hear story. what you think of it, because it may yeah. be like, Sarah, that was crazy. Right. Because it really is like stories, first person, back in Babylon. Yeah. Well, I'll let it's you know what like, I think. There was a man in Babylon, and his son came to him. No, it's like... The man in Babylon is telling the story like his son came to him. Okay. (laughs) I'm really interested. I want to hear what you think. That's great. Okay. Perfect. Make some money, Jamie. I'm going to try. I love it. Then I can, I don't know. Make other people rich. Make other people rich too. Yeah. Make my community better. I love it. There you go. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Um, like you said, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Please do. And share with your friends. Rate, subscribe. Yeah. Every little bit counts. It does. It helps us so much. So thank you if you do. Yeah. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And, and this, this is, is your book club. Your book club.